Welcome, travelers. Welcome to Travel Happens. I'm joined today with TripAdvisor from Reach for the Magic Destinations, Heather Brookshire. I am interviewing Heather today, and hopefully we'll be discovering all sorts of little nuggets of goodness. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I'm your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Moraine Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Joining me today is uh, Heather. And guess what? She is really into food, so much so. She is a sugar artist, so that is amazing. I love that. And um, let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. We are there to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. We at Reach for the Magic Destinations love to make your travel wishes into reality. Just shoot us an email. Are you ready, Heather? I think so. Let's do this. All right, let's get to it. Hey, everybody, we are back and we're obsessed. Uh, Heather, what are you obsessed about today? Well, for the last couple of weeks, I've been obsessed with the plain white teas. Uh, <laughs> my Echo has been playing it almost nonstop as I've been doing my baking and and uh, quote pulling the last few weeks uh, in it's preparation for our trip for uh, next week. We are going to Flower and Garden Festival and they are going to be playing there. I'm so excited. Excellent. Well, it's a good thing you said that little word <laughs> uh, because and it that it went through my headphones instead of having the device hear you because then it would have started playing. <laughs> oh, by the way, I gotta say I gotta apologize to everybody. Everybody listening, I apologize because kids have been outside my house screaming and playing and being extremely loud. I've got all the windows closed and um, I, I've done as much as I can, but they are just, my neighborhood is very loud. So if it bleeds on through, if you pick up on it, it's out of my control. I apologize. But uh, plain white tees, that's what you're obsessed about. Yes, I've I've been obsessed with them since they came out with their their kind of one hit wonder. Uh, uh, hey there, Delilah, right. back in what was it? I don't know. Oh, six, I'd oh, have seven, to look it up. Like that. I know. I, I can't remember either. Time time flies way too fast. But I I have most of their albums, and I really enjoy the rest of their music as well. So yeah, I'm really really looking forward to their concert next week. In fact, that's pretty much the reason why we decided to do our trip next week. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were originally going to do this trip in September, uh, uh -huh. but then when I saw that they were going to be at the festival just a few days before our retreat in Orlando, yeah, it's like I can't, I can't not, I can't be in Orlando that close and miss them. 
Oh, I see. Like originally you had scheduled, you're just going to do this retreat, but then you saw the schedule of acts that were scheduled to appear. And you're like, you know, I got to expand this trip. I got to do my own little vacation before I do this work thing later on. Yeah. So I talked to the girls that were, that were, we were already talking about going in September. I was like, well, it's going to be just as hot in June. Like what's the difference? So (laughs) seriously, can can we go in June instead? Yeah. (laughs) They were like, okay. I'm like, yay. (laughs) Well, if it were me, I, you know, it'd be wonderful and great if everybody would agree, but I'm like, I'm going, I'm singing these people. (laughs) If you want to join me, you can join, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to have some fun. Um, yeah, apologies to them in advance because I'm going to be singing very, very loudly, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what? I just uh, had, I, I just thought of something that I'm obsessed about. What's that? And that is yesterday I was able, I well, actually, it was like two days ago, I happened to. Uh, check into um, a cruise that uh, four people are going on that I'm sending them on. And I happened to look at the the cost and it was a lot better. I'm like, uh-oh. But the problem is a lot of things, it's on a NCL sailing. So they're going on a Norwegian cruise and Norwegian has done a lot of changes in the meantime uh, from the time when they originally booked to now. And the way it works, folks, is when you do a price adjustment, it's they don't just change the price. They basically cancel your original booking and then rebook you as if you are getting the cruise today. So all the rules of today apply, not the rules that were in place when you originally booked. So there were lots and lots of changes. Originally, they had all these perks and benefits. And I'm like, well, you're still getting perks and benefits, just it's not as great as you originally received. But because I rebooked them, they now are paying about $1,800 $1,800 less for their cruise for each party. So I'm like, listen, it, yeah, you don't get as much perks, but even if you paid for everything that you're missing, you'd still have a, some money, a whole, a significant amount of money to, um, to play around with, to do with whatever you want. Hey, listen, they have this up, Upgrade program where you bid on an upgrade. You could put the money to bidding on a suite if you want. One of the people that's going on this cruise is celebrating a wedding anniversary. I'm like, hey, you know what? Get a suite and do it up. It's your anniversary, it, you know, and it's a milestone one. I'm not going to mention names and numbers, but it's a, <laughs> it's a milestone when I'm like, it's only going to come around once. It's not like your 13th <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> this one is a, a little bit special. So um, yeah, so I'm excited that I got to be the fairy godfather 
to their vacation and spread some love around. Who doesn't love a discount, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, isn't that what we shop for? We shop for the sales, right? There's yeah. just something about a sale that like, you're going to spend, you end up spending more when there's a sale. Yeah. So it's such I, a smart, smart marketing um, tactic. So I am obsessed about becoming someone's hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a milestone anniversary for them. So I'm glad I'm making it more special. I have other things in the back of my head that I'm planning, but uh, I don't want to say it and spoil things. It's going to be a surprise. Well, of course not. Oh, that's such a, that's such a special booking to get to work on. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Like what you are hearing? Tell your friends that they too can now find us on their favorite podcast player, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, you'll be able to find us. Also, for you podcast fans out there, we are now on Podchaser, where you can discover your next favorite podcast. You can rate podcasts, review them, listen to them. Just search for Travel Happens at podchaser.com. Okay, and we're back. And I'm here with Heather Brookshire, and I've got a whole bunch of questions for her. So maybe we'll learn something new. Um, Heather, we know you primarily as a Disney expert. Um, what is your favorite non-Disney travel experience? So one of my favorites um, was actually part of our honeymoon, which still involved Disney, but <laughs> I'm going to talk about the, the non-Disney part. So we right. started in New York City uh -huh. um, and we did that for a couple of days. We got to see Wicked on Broadway. Um, yep. I had never actually been to New York City, so I was really excited to get to have that experience. Right. Uh, we went to um, uh, Central Park. Um, we were all we were all over Central New York Park City. is beautiful. I love that, even though it doesn't have the best reputation, especially at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were there during the day, and we really only got to see kind of just the perimeter because we went to the Met. Oh yeah! Um, so we were we were really just over on that kind of side of it. Um, but yeah, it was really, we just got, it was a very quick trip. Um, it was only two days, three days, okay. about three days. Uh -huh. You got and a then taste. We, yeah, we got a little taste. And then we went down the coast. I guess, Hold on, sort of before, be, before you move on, I've got a question for you. So were you surprised at how jam-packed New York is and how big it is? How big it is, yeah. Um, and I had never experienced uh, a subway before either, so that was oh, okay. uh, also new to me. Um, so trying to figure that out <laughs> was kind of fun. Um, uh, Jam-packed. I mean, there weren't a lot of people. So we got married uh, five and a half years ago. Right. Um, so pre-COVID. Uh, so, and it was... About in, what time was this? It was early December, uh, 2016. Uh, that might be part of it. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like a big, 
you know, travel time per se, but it was, it was Christmas. Uh Uh, Okay. So the one place that it was really crowded was right around Rockefeller uh, Plaza, which of course you would think that. Um, So the skating rink and the big tree. And so we walked down there. I think it was right before we went over, before we walked over to see Wicked. Um, Did you see any of the window displays on Fifth Avenue? Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, and we also went over to go see the Macy's Christmas windows because that was something huh? I'd always wanted to see too. Those okay. are, they're amazing. Those people yes. do some really cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Continue. Um, so, so we went down, so we took a train from uh, New York to Washington, D.C. Uh, because okay. my husband uh, spent some time there. Uh, his uh, high school and college days. And then right after college, I think he was there for probably 10 or 12 years. He's a military brat. So, um, he moved around quite a bit, but he spent quite a bit of time, um, in the Maryland DC area, uh, uh, during that time of his life. And so he wanted to go back, um, to see some of his old haunts. And we did a couple of museums. Um, we had some really good food. Well, I love how the Smithsonian is absolutely free. Yeah. And, you know, and those museums are huge, humongous. You could spend a month there <laughs> and not have yeah, to pay. Yeah, we, we only Just, saw two museums. We went to yeah. the American uh, American History Museum and right? the Air and Space Museum, okay. two, of our, two of our favorites. Um, yeah, so yeah we I love really, the Air and Space Museum. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really, D.C. was really it's kind of funny because it was very chill compared to like the real hustle and bustle of New York. Right. And then after we did DC, we went down to Orlando and stayed there for like 10 days. Okay. Um, so it was very nice to have that sort of chill two to three days before we went and did, right. You know, between New York and Orlando. Yeah. Um, now, You've talked about how much you are a self-proclaimed foodie. What's been among your most memorable meals? It doesn't have to be while you are on vacation. It, it could be in your hometown. And, you know, it just was an incredible night one night. So actually, I'm going to continue talking about that trip. So I kind of alluded to we had some good food in in Washington. And one of my husband's favorite places was this uh, Peking duck, this place to get Peking duck. And he and his uh, friends would save up for like a couple of weeks and then go over there and like each person would order a duck, (laughs) which is a lot. Like it can usually serve at least two to three, sometimes four people, depending on how big they are. Right. Um, So so while we were on it, he took me while we were on our honeymoon and he, so we drive up, we took an Uber over there and we drive up and it's just in this, like the strip mall that like really doesn't have, like, it's not the best looking um, thing. And I'm like, where has he taken me for this dinner? (laughs) So we get out of the Uber and we walk inside and it's like five-star dining room. Yeah, okay. completely so was it, different inside than it was outside. So it was like uh, upscale Asian cuisine. Yes, yes. Okay. And so, and I had never had Peking duck before. I'm a true believer. Uh-huh. So good. Okay. Um, And so like they carve it at your table and uh-huh. they bring it out to you like whole and then they carve it at your table and they show you how to roll like the little um, 
for lack of a better word, kind of taco burrito <laughs> um, <laughs> type thing with their little pancakes that kind of look like tortillas. Yes. Um, and like all the fixings and, you know, stuff that you add to it. Gotcha. Um, you get to exercise your creative muscles as a sugar artist. What are some of the highs and lows of that life? So highs are definitely getting the photos back from the party and that they had, you know, such a great, it's kind of like with our travel, our travel advisor positions, when we get the, right. the photos of the, the travelers and how much fun they had on their vacation and, right. and that's, so it's very similar to see the photos of the party. I especially love um, seeing the smash cake um, photo shoots for babies when they turn one. Those are some of my absolute favorites. I love watching babies smash into cakes. It's so cute. Okay. since. That is, I don't have children and that is completely out of my world. So I wasn't, I was going to ask you, what exactly are you talking about smash cake? What is this smash cake? So I've done, I've done lots of different smash cakes, but the, the general term refers to, it's usually about a six inch cake and it's usually only one layer, no filling. Cause it's just purely for the photo. So like they set they set the cake down. They have baby kind of right behind it. Right. And then they try to take a couple of quick snaps before baby starts digging. And it's usually their, their first, um, taste of cake, their first experience with cake. And so like right. they kind of, you know, they show them like, okay, here, you know, start smashing into it. And then inevitably they'll just take, you know, a big hunk with their hand. Wow. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so like, I know, uh, your work when you go to shows and it's basically, you know, the name sugar artist really says it, that it's really like a piece of sculpture made out of sugar. But, uh, do you also do, um, baking for people? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, like okay. I was saying that the smash cakes for, for, um, babies, that's part of, of right. my, you know, part of what I sell to my, my customers. Yeah. Um, and I do weddings and birthdays and anniversaries. And, um, I've seen some pretty crazy occasions that people have ordered things for, not necessarily from me, but I've seen it of like my friend's work that they've, had some interesting um, requests for their business. So give me some examples of what would be, what have been some crazy milestones that people have celebrated. Um, so like uh, getting a divorce. Oh, so wow. Celebrating getting a divorce. Um, I could see that. Like if you've been through the mill and like I've known people whose divorces have last longer than the actual marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole process of trying to get divorced was longer than their whole marriage was. I can see where at the end of that, you'd want to celebrate. Right. Yeah. Um, Recovering from various uh, different kinds of surgeries, um, running marathons, you know, kind of, you name it. Um, you know, we, someone has done, someone has done it for, right. for the occasion marked, you're asking for. Well, I love this way of marking uh, an event because I absolutely, I've got a big sugar tooth. 
So <laughs> anything that I can have an excuse to have some cake sounds like an incredible occasion to me. Exactly. I mean, you know, we celebrate all kinds of appreciation days. You know, there's all kinds uh-huh. of funky holidays these days. Um, actually, national, I think it's National Sugar Cookie Day is coming up uh, next okay. month. All right. Uh, yeah. So now, do you uh, bake things other than cakes? Yes. So I do cakes, cookies, cakesicles, and pies. Oh. And hmm. and gingerbread houses. We're not, we're a little bit, uh, We've got a little ways to go before we get to gingerbread season, but gingerbread houses as well. That's actually my favorite. Oh, interesting. So uh, I know you enjoy the behind the scenes Disney tours. And I know like you, if you want, since you enjoy ginger, um, make it creating gingerbread houses, I know that um, Disney does a whole number of gingerbread houses at the various Disney um, resorts that you could stay at. But for the behind the scene tours, have they put those on hiatus um, because of the pandemic? They they did for a time and they're kind of slowly starting to come back. Um, Uh I recently saw where there's actually a special 50th anniversary tour. Oh, um, and what that would sounds, that? What, yeah, what would? So would it they, talks about more of the the history of when the resort, you know, when Magic Kingdom started. So starting in 1971. So right. you start at um, the contemporary and talk about the architecture and how that resort was constructed, mm-hmm. um, which was how you know, they they made the rooms off site and then they slid them into the main a right because it's just like rectangular boxes they just right. put them into place that's how cruise ships are right they're yeah, just so like with cruise ships they're just metal boxes that they're just shoved into place right and they do all the hookups and stuff yeah uh so you start at the contemporary and then they take you to magic kingdom and they talk about some of the the original rides that were there on opening day and mm-hmm. um you know some of the trials and tribulations that they had as they were trying to build the park uh i think you get to have lunch at be our guest and then you go over to epcot um and you get to ride uh remy's uh ratatouille adventure and get to have a special treat at space 220 Okay, that sounds like an awesome day. And right. that um I'll talk about what my favorite behind the scenes tour that I, I took once um a little bit later after you answer this question. My question is now that they've started back again, let's say all all the whole roster of behind the scenes tours are available. If you had your choice. And it's your next full visit. What is the behind the scenes tour that you'd like to experience next? So I can't remember what they call it, but it's a full day experience. Like it's eight hours. And yep, I believe that's the you... one I took. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so jealous. And you get to go, you get to, go to all you four name. parks. Huh? Is that right? You get to go to all four parks. Oh, that one. Yeah, I forget the name of that one. No, I yeah. took. So the one I took that I that I really enjoyed was the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Yes, I've done that and one. That was awesome. Yeah, 
in, in the Magic Kingdom. And that, you know what? Now that I think of it, it wasn't eight hours. No, it was. <laughs> it just seemed like it did it was, have it, it did have lunch. It was maybe yeah, maybe five hours. Yeah, like that. It, yeah. It's probably about that. Yeah, but yeah, you're correct. There is one that visits multiple parks. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want to say it goes to all four. Yeah. But I know that one of the big draws for me, as well as my husband, is that you get to go underneath and like behind the the scenes uh, of and not. Yes, I know I just said behind the scenes, but like literally into the scenery of the American adventure um, at Epcot. So you get to see like up close and personal, the audio animatronics and how all of that, the mechanics of all of that works, mm-hmm. which is really fascinating because that show really has a lot. Yes. Um, it's, you know, because it's not just the animatronics are not just doing, you know, small movements and they're st- and in other rides, they're generally standing in place. You know, they're stationary or they take like a few steps. Mm-hmm. But with these, there's multiples on platforms and they all come up and down at different times. So that that's really quite fascinating. Interesting. Um, you just mentioned your husband and you've talked about him before with the uh, honeymoon. How did you two meet? So we actually were set up on a blind date. Oh, wow. By one of my friends um, who... Were you scared? Had you gone on a blind date before? Uh, I don't think I'd been on a blind date before. But so we texted and talked to each Uh other for about six weeks before we actually met in person. Right. um, Because it was during, I think he called me the first time, like, in like early to mid-November. And I was working in a bakery at the time, which is like our heaviest push. I'm like, you want to if you want to actually go out like we're gonna have to wait until after Christmas yeah right <laughs> it's just it's just not happening right now right yeah that <laughs> um, makes total sense yeah uh so he was patient you know like I said we we talked and texted for about six weeks um you know in the meantime before we were able to um to actually meet to have we actually had brunch um that was that should have been a good a good indication that we went for brunch. That was, <laughs> and it it was one of our favorite places. We would always go back there for, like at the same time. Because so we we met at the end of December, and we'd always try to go back there to kind of have our you know like here's where we met you know yeah. Um, we just found out that they closed this past oh, February. Yeah, let me tell you something. So <gasps> many businesses have closed in this city that I live in that it that actually it me so much is closed down that I just make it a point that if I want to patronize a, a particular business before I patronize it I make sure I try and reach out and contact it to find out if they're still open because yeah. I don't want to you know, go to all the trouble of trying to find this business only to discover they've closed down. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, it's just really sad how many businesses have just bit the dust. Yeah. Particularly restaurants. Like there's been a lot that we have that were lost to the pandemic Yeah. that we've, uh, that we really loved. Um, and I guess this is just the latest, 
Um, but yeah. yeah, that made us really sad. So anyways, back, back to how we met. So a friend right. of mine um, that I've known since uh, early childhood, since I was about four years old, right. uh, uh, was working with him at the time and um, uh, said, you know, like, hey, are you, you know, are you single? <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah. I may have someone for you uh-huh. um, because our circle of friends um, at the time, um, there was, there was four of us. One had just gotten married. One was in, and two were engaged and one of them was getting ready to get, get married. And then the next one, the one who introduced us was getting married the following year. Right. Um, And so then that just left me (laughs) all by myself. And so she took it upon herself to um, help find someone for me. And uh, she hit it out of the park on the first try. So kudos to her. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I, you know, I would have said to her, you can forego a wedding gift. My wedding gift is my husband. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So by the time her wedding came around, we went together as an uh-huh. engaged couple, the next one to get right. married. So the four of us actually got married in consecutive Decembers. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it about him that drew you to him? Um, so he, you know, the, the usual things, he's nice and funny. He's nerdy. Um, uh-huh. which I really love about him, which, you know, and there's some things, there are some nerdy things that he loves that I'm just not into, which is fine. Right. Um, you know, and vice versa. Um, so on our, and it's kind of funny, one, one of the things that really just like, okay, this guy, like we need to have some conversations. Right. Um, <laughs> the winner. right. Uh, was actually just on our second date. So we went to um, the fine arts museum here in Houston Right. And, uh, I, I made some sort of side comment about, um, one of our favorite TV shows is lost. And I quoted one of the I characters love that show. There, and he got it. And so it was like, okay, you get some points for that right. one. Yeah. And then later on there was, uh, it was either a New York or a Broadway exhibit. I can't remember what was there at the time, but he, he was like, oh yeah, I went to go see this, this musical on Broadway and I really loved it. And it's about to be in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would you like me to get tickets for us? And I think, I think that was our third date. So that ended up being wow. our third date, but just that like, okay, so he likes musicals. So like that, yeah. that was a great thing, which is something that I've always loved doing is going to see musicals. So, um, you know, we just, we really hit it off pretty, you know, really well, very quickly. Very good. Um, is there anything our listeners would be surprised to learn about you? Uh, I don't know how surprising this, this is. I mean, I've, so I've had cats all my life. Um, there was always at least one, um, in the house where I grew up, um, and now, uh, living together with Dave. So that was something else I liked about him is that he had animals. He had, uh, two cats and a dog at the time that we met, uh, about six months after we met, um, he adopted two kittens. <laughs> he oh, actually, wow. he actually called me. He goes, he went to go get one and he called me and he says, so what's the drawbacks of getting two? <laughs> so he ended up with two uh-huh. so that they could be playmates and wouldn't bother the other two um, right. slightly older cats. Um, I say slightly Bobcat was 14 at the time. Anyways. Uh, so, and today we still have four, uh, four cats. So. Okay. You're almost getting to being labeled a cat lady. 
Uh, yeah. So hard, hard stop. Like four is our exact right. limit. Yeah. <laughs> and what? like, we have a little bit of a feud between two of them that happened a couple of years ago. We don't know what started it. We can't seem okay. to fix it. And so, uh, pretty much two of them hang out together and the other two hang out together. And sometimes we have to keep them like separated. Separated. Yeah. So we're constantly kind of rotating them through the bedrooms and the outer part of our, <laughs> the other part of our house. <laughs> kind of. So let's say you didn't have that hard and fast rule. How many cats would there need to be in order for you to be considered a cat lady? Oh, no, I think we're probably already there. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think. I, I think four is okay i'm i'm like thinking like 15 yeah you know? that's a lot like just you know? the four that we have especially with the I, issue that we have it's enough it's right. enough <laughs> like i don't know if you're familiar with the um documentary gray gardens and how um oh you oh you're not you're she's shaking your head no okay so for people in our audience and for heather it, okay, Jackie Kennedy Onassis had a cousin, um, Edie uh, Bouvier Beale, and um, these document, and she had uh, a daughter, and so you had Big Edie and Little Edie, and um, these documentarians uh, shot the, their life together as they lived in this decrepit old former mansion at, with them and all these cats that were <laughs> running around. I mean, it was, it's really insane. It's a good, you sh if you have the opportunity to uh, see this documentary, it, it's just, your mind just kind of explodes that someone that was related to Jackie Kennedy was living like this. Like it, it just, the, the, these members of her family were just really bizarre. I mean, it, it's priceless. I mean, it's very, it's for me, it was very entertaining to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I think the big Yeti definitely was a cat lady. Um, if your previous uh, recommendations are, are to be a, uh you know, since it was so good with Gilded Age, then I will definitely right. have to check it out. It, it, you just have to, also, it was filmed in the 1970s. So it just has a, you know, today in 2022, we're so jaded about documentary style of stuff, especially with reality TV. This is like yeah. the in a way, it wasn't a TV show, but it's kind of like a TV, <laughs> like <laughs> a TV show made into a movie. But yeah, um, what is a bucket list destination for you? Not not uh, a theme park. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So I mean, there is a theme park. Not nearby but paris i mean who doesn't want to go to paris and i have right. i have not been i have a passport but i haven't been uh outside of canada or the caribbean okay yeah so 
put that at the top of your list because it's just an amazing city. I had a wonderful, I spent, let's see. I started in the Loire River Valley for like half a week and then did a whole week in Paris. So it, that was just amazing. I loved that. All right. I think that's about it. I think we're we're good. You think you know me better now? I do know you better now. It's been awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. This has been a great discussion. If you would like to contact either of us and other amazing travel advisors, just go to the Reach for the Magic Destinations website. There you will find great travel advisors to get the ins and outs of dealing with the maze that is making a vacation come to fruition. We also have a Travel Happens website at podpage.com forward slash travel dash happens. If you would like help with vacation plans, both Heather and I have contact information in the show notes. If you would like help with celebrity cruises, Virgin Voyages, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, Norwegian Cruise Line, Princess Holland America, MSC, Sojourn, Cunard, or Ama waterways, just reach out to me. For land lovers, I can help you with universal parks and resorts. My contact information is in the show notes. If you would like help with Disney products like Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Alani, Adventures by Disney, you could uh, check out Heather. She's got information in the show notes as well. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. Next episode, we continue our journey with another podcast co-host. Next week, the topic is all about us. Once again, an interview with another member of the Travel Happens team, and we'll learn more about them. Don't forget to reach for the magic. Reach for the adventure. <laughs>